0: What's up, everybody, and welcome into this special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow along on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT on interviews and conversations that you might have missed. TWT airs every Tuesday at 9:30 on ESPN 1000 and of course the ESPN Chicago app. Well, this is a very special Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday as we look back at the life of one of the greatest masked wrestlers in the business, and that is Mr. Wrestling 2, Johnny Walker. Went to slamwrestling.net and was reading the bio, the obituary, really, of uh, Johnny Walker, Mr. Wrestling 2. They always do a great job of being able to dig into um, facts, that we are not aware of when it comes to some of these great wrestlers. Now, I did not see Mr. Wrestling to wrestle in person, but I'm very aware of his past. So let's go to Greg Oliver, who wrote this on slamwrestling.net. So Johnny Walker was born September 10th, 1934 in Charleston, South Carolina. He was trained by Tony Morelli and Pat O'Connor. Now at the beginning, Walker did not wear a mask, but he was remarkable none the same. He was initially Johnny Rubberman Walker, playing off his ability to bend his body in unique ways. Houston promoter Paul Bosch nicknamed him. Wrestling Review in its fall 1960 issue noted that fans who have watched the incredible Walker ooze and bounce out into intricate holds that had ruined many a top-notch wrestler. Walker also wrestled under a, a mask in Florida. He called himself the Grappler for a time. And this piece talks about what Mike Mooneyham, who's been a guest on this program, who is a wrestling historian, uh, talked about how Rubberman Johnny Walker, or Miss Wrestling 2, however you like to refer to him, Walker was even invited to the White House. Uh, he shared a close bond with former President Jimmy Carter, who considered number two Uh, his favorite wrestler, and was personally invited to attend the Georgia Natives' inauguration in 1977. Walker, though, reluctantly declined a seat with the Carter family when the Secret Service told him that he'd have to remove his famous mask due to security concerns. So a wrestler's mask stood for something, as Mike Mooneyham wrote, A wrestler's mask stood for something in those days, and Walker took the value symbolized by the white hood he wore uh, quite seriously. But I understood why they did it, said Walker, who rightfully was concerned about the damage it might have done to his career had he revealed his identity for all to see. So it is so interesting that even during that time, 1977, Georgia Championship Wrestling or wrestling in Houston in the South, that... Mr. Wrestling Two resonated so much that Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter, wanted uh, Mr. Wrestling Two to be there at his inauguration. Wanted him to uh, be able to be around him, and Two said, "No, I can't do that because that means I have to remove my mask." Now you think about this today: if there's a president that is or a real popular or unpopular uh, political figure that wants a masked wrestler to come to the White House, well, I'm sure all that will be checked out and I'm sure that that wrestler could be able to have his persona. Say if it's Rey Mysterio in the modern day, uh, if it's uh, wrestlers uh, that are wearing a mask, I'm sure that'd be allowed today. But back then, uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 would have to take off his mask and everybody would see what he looks like if he came to the White House unmasked. But again, one of the popular, great masked wrestlers in the history of the business, Mr. Wrestling 2. So, throughout our special podcast, we will go back in time and hear uh, some of the thoughts from Mr. Wrestling 2, talking about his career, also some of the angles that he was in. As I mentioned, I did not see him live, but I'm very aware of the legacy of Mr. Wrestling 2, and hopefully that you'll be aware of it as well. As we go forward here, as we look back at the life of Mr. Wrestling 2, Johnny Rubberman Walker right here on TWT. Mr. Wrestling 2 had that famous uh, move where he had the knee lift, the million-dollar knee lift, uh, which was devastating. It was something that if he caught you with that knee lift, uh, it was one, two, three. Uh, It just shows you how powerful a move can be. You put it over, uh, people believe it, and it becomes uh, a major thing in professional wrestling. Well, Let's go back in time and hear from Mr. Wrestling 2. Here's an interview that he did with Gordon Soley during his time with Georgia Championship Wrestling. We'll hear a number of these interviews and angles that uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 was involved in.
1: I told you, Mr. you better watch out, look out behind you, because I'm going to be around. Well, here is your belt. I've got your belt. And I'm telling you right now, friend, you want it? Come and get it. Oh, I know you can go cry to the N.W.A., and it'll take time for all, for them to do all their paperwork and everything. But let me tell you something right now. I told you I'm going to take things into my own hand, and I'm doing just that. I've got the belt. I'm keeping the belt. And if you think you're man enough, come on and take it from me, because that's the only way you're going to get it. I'm not giving it back no more. No way, shape, or form. I don't care who you write, who you talk to, or whatever it may be. This belt is in my hand, and by golly, it's going to stay here. I don't care what you do or how hard you try. You go write your letters. You go talk to the promotion. You go talk to anyone you want. Go talk to your lawyer. Spend some more money. And I've got it, Tabisco, and I'm going to keep it. And I, like I told you once before, if you want the belt, take it from me. If you can beat me, I'll give it to you you won't have to do anything all you have to do is beat mr wrestling number two beat me and i'll give it to you you understand that and matter of fact if you want to try it we'll get in the ring right now
0: strong words from mr wrestling two as he had his angle with larry zabisco uh, back in the georgia championship wrestling days (laughs) All I know, you can go crying to the NWA. It'll take a while for them to do all the paperwork, as he said in that promo. Uh, Pretty good stuff. Mr. Wrestling 2 wrestled all over the country, uh, and specifically in the South. I do recall a match I saw on YouTube a while ago where Mr. Wrestling 2 took on a very young Jerry the King Lawler in Memphis, Tennessee, um, during this time, Jerry Lawler had a manager, Sam Bass, is the first manager that Jerry had um, while he was in Memphis working as a heel. Mr. Wrestling 2, when fans would chant, two, 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 you see this on a lot of the matches that Mr. Wrestling 2 wrestled in, fans were supporting him in a big way. He was a huge baby face. And so uh, here's Lance Russell, the late Lance Russell, the uh, great voice of Memphis wrestling for so many years, um, talking about the matchup, between Mr. Wrestling 2 and Jerry the King Lawler where it's two-on-one, but somehow Mr. Wrestling 2 is able to fight out and stand tall. Lawler and Bass go after Mr.
2: Wrestling 2 now. They appear to be trying to take the mask off of him. He is the winner. He gets outside the ring, and Sam Bass follows him. Mr. Wrestling 2 scrambles back into the wrestling ring. As Lor picks a chair up and clubs him over the head. Baller figures he's already been disqualified. There's not a whole lot else the referee can do to him in this match. They're tearing at the mask, and the referee's trying to get him off of Mr. Wrestling 2. Mr. Wrestling 2! Not going to be sitting there idly by as he storms both Bass and Lawler. And there goes Sam out of the ring. Lawler hit him a real shot in the head with that chair with Sam holding him. Mr. Wrestling 2 had broken away from Sam. Turn. Lawler tagged him on, the referee reaffirms that Lawler is disqualified, In somewhere in the vicinity of 17 and a half minutes, Mr. Wrestling 2, the winner of the match, Jerry Lawler, heading out of the ring, the loser, despite the enthusiasm for some of his followers, he was disqualified. And so there you have it, a determined bid by.
0: Well, Johnny Walker didn't win the match, or Mr. Wrestling 2 didn't win the match, but he did stand tall and beat Sam Bass and Jerry the King Lawler and got them out of there, out of the ring, so that he could be the guy that was the sole remaining wrestler in that angle, that situation in Memphis. Well, speaking of Memphis, some thoughts from Jim Cornette on his. Podcast. There's salty language because it's Jim Cornette, so I'm warning you now that there's some salty language here from Jim Cornette. Um, but he speaks about his experience uh, working with Mr. Wrestling too. Um, too, and Jim Cornette did angles together when Jim was the manager for the Midnight Express, and also. Mr. Wrestling 2 was with Magnum TA. That They were a tag team. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, But some thoughts here from another wrestling historian, Jim Cornette, longtime wrestler and promoter, uh, talking about um, his thoughts on Mr. Wrestling 2.
3: Johnny Walker was a great worker. He always, he's one of those guys, though, he was like George Strickland or or uh, Dr. Sam Shepard, he always looked oh he looked like Dr. Sam Shepard a little bit. He always looked old in the face and was thinning in the hair even when he was young. So, he was a great and experienced worker. His original gimmick was Rubber Man because he could he had amazing flexibility and could do all this bullshit, right? <clears throat> in his 20s and 30s. But um he was a dependable top guy, babyface, usually in the South and in smaller territories as Johnny Walker. And then because of the degree that Mr. Wrestling Tim Woods was over in Georgia as former NCAA champion, and he had gotten the big push from the 60s, and you know, he was kind of an institution in, in Atlanta, um, the decision was made to create Mr. Wrestling Number 2 to be a tag team partner. And at the time, I think Jerry Jarrett actually was booking Atlanta. At that point, I know he had always used Johnny Walker in Tennessee and used him on top, and 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 also did use him when he was booking uh, Atlanta on top. But I'm not sure whether he was the one that actually put the mask on him or not. I think he said he was. You know, we will we will leave that alone. At any rate, you create Mister Wrestling 2, who is then portrayed as an equal to one of the top baby faces in the history of the territory and the mask kind of negated johnny's one weak spot which was that he looked so old in the face but he could still fucking go and the knee lift got over and then of course they split him up and worked a program one against two and that got a lot of heat and then they fucking switched a two back or whatever the fuck but over a period of a few years with that tv beating it to death that he's a top main event fucking guy they've been actually went so far as to announce that uh johnny walker about six months before he became wrestling to johnny walker had broken his neck in a match with professor tanaka and would never wrestle again so the people you know he was the last person in the world they would suspect because they thought he was Paralyzed would never wrestle again. We never heard from Johnny Walker again, We say never did. He never worked as Johnny Walker again. Um, but yeah, good booking, good guys he worked with and against, being presented as a main event guy, and he fucking got over. And then he had a much shorter run in Mid-South, and like I said, that was at the tail end of his career, but still because of the TBS television, from the mid-'70s through the you know early-'80s, he was over pretty much everywhere he went, uh, just being a top name. And he was on a lot of the magazine covers and et cetera. So it, it, it really wasn't that inexplicable. It's just, if you only watched a a match or two from last year or so, he worked, you might go, "Eh," you know, and I liked the promos cause he, he would fire up. He had a gruff voice. He wasn't like a pretty boy, baby face. He, one time he said, Cornette, Cause the loser is gonna get ten lashes, right? With the after we'd whipped him with the belts, he's cornet. I'm gonna whip you so hard. By the time I'm finished, you're not gonna be able to walk, talk, or crawl. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm a little nervous. And plus, when we whipped him every night, he was getting fucking hot. So we, I stayed away from him. When he, you know, to, in any of those spots where it was like he almost gets you, I made sure almost was an extra couple of feet. Because, I mean, Johnny was getting hot, right? He was getting the shit whipped out of him. What did you think in Mid-South when all of a sudden after the heel turn on T.A., he announced that he was no longer Mr. Wrestling 2, he was now Mr. Wrestling because he's 2 to nobody.
0: And, of course, <laughs> he got Hercules Hernandez in as the new Wrestling 2. But what do you think when after all these years of being Mr. Wrestling 2, all of a sudden he's just mr wrestling for that brief period of time
3: well you know jr had told a story and i hope i'm getting it right that they were discussing turning magnum heel and whether it was bill watts or bill dundee because Dundee was the book at the time but of course watts you know came up with a lot of stuff so jr kind of interceded and said wait wait a minute johnny walker is is a is really an old grumpy guy uh he's he doesn't like meeting the fans anymore he's at the end of his run he's ready to retire uh he doesn't like say he doesn't do the traditional baby face smiling you know happy talk with fans it's not like he's a complete prick but just here you got this grumpy old man that could be a believable grumpy old fucking heel turn him and it helped get Magnum over even more as a baby face. And, and that's what they did. And it, and it worked. And it, I thought that fit the fucking thing perfectly because after all that time, he's, you know, he becomes just Mr. Wrestling As I have no number, no peer or whatever. It, it was just part of the heel deal. And that's, I just, I think it would have done better. Of course, there was the famous knee lift that killed New Orleans. Um, his run as a heel would have worked better. Because he turned so that that he could work with Junkyard Dog and take the North American title off a of dog and send Dog out of Mid-South for 90 days where he'd come back a staggered leave for the program with the Midnight Express and the last stampede and blah, blah, blah. And two, is going to load his knee and get the million-dollar knee lift that's been his finish for you know all these years <laughs> with a piece of metal or something in his knee pad or whatever the fuck, and it's going to get all this heat, and he's going to beat Junkyard Dog in the middle of the ring in New Orleans. Fans are gonna riot, but I saw the tape. He hit two with an or he hit dog with a knee lift. It was fine. It with Bobby Eaton used to cut flips and fly over the top rope. For the, but dog at that time was overweight and unmotivated and potentially chemically altered. And he just did kind of like a fucking slow motion timber, and just, and it just it it looked phony as fuck, and the people just went. Ugh. And not only did uh, the program not draw any money after that, but uh, to be honest, I think that was the end of New Orleans as a really hot town and territory. And then Dog left for the WWF, and that's the only town that we really never... We had a few good houses, but we never really got that town back. In the record year in Mid-South of 1984, the town that to put them on the map was, was, except for the Superdome, was probably one of the worst big towns they had.
0: Jim Cornette with his thoughts on the late Mr. Wrestling 2. Now let's talk about some of the things that Jim was talking about with Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling. There was a huge feud uh, in Mid-South Wrestling between the two. They were Mid-South Tag Team Champions and the feeling was it was time for Mr. Wrestling 2 who was very popular to turn heel to elevate Magnum TA who was very young at that time uh, back in the early 1980s. So let's hear from Bill Watts, who was the promoter for uh, Mid-South at that time, also as a color analyst. He was there at ringside interviewing T.A. and Mr. Wrestling 2. It's just interesting how the turn develops, because Mid-South, UWF, was great at being able to have long-term storytelling that made sense, that was clear. And um, so this was part of it, where... Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA, it finally broke apart. They're tag team, and they went their separate ways, but it all happened right here.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm standing here with the Mid-South Tag Team Champions, and as you know, there's a tremendous amount of pressure when you hold any championship, and there's a lot of pressure internally on any team. And it's hard enough to deal with the pressure of your match when you have a problem internally. And we've seen develop a tremendous problem over the North American title where Magnum TA was selected by the Board of Directors of Mid-South Wrestling to be the number one contender for the North American title. A goal which he and wrestling Two, as his coach, had so sought. And yet when that goal came down, it seemed like it caused a tremendous amount of dissension. And you have publicly humiliated and accused this man of many things. First of all, you've accused him of being a coward. You've challenged him publicly on TV i like to join with you while you watch. Last week, even after the way you humiliated him, and he turned and walked away rather than wrestling you. He stated he did not want to wrestle you. He turned and walked away. And yet, when you got in trouble, he came to your aid. Let's watch that. These guys are an awesome team. The crowd was already hollering for the Rock and Roll Express. I think everybody wants to see the Rock and Roll Express. Against them. And there they just beat wrestling his partner seems like they're not satisfied with it. They're not satisfied with it, but they just piled right on oh, the Wrestling 2. It looks like Wrestling 2, even though the match is over, Wrestling 2, is, you know, I guess he feels like he didn't quite get to prove his point. So he's out there just, wow, they hit him with that tennis racket. Boy, Pierce, they just knocked Wrestling 2's running lights out. They took Jimmy Cornette's tennis racket. And I know most of you know that just an ordinary tennis racket's not going to hurt you that bad. I have a feeling that one has got some special reinforcements. Here comes Magnum T.A. Magnum T.A. is coming to help his coach and his tag partner. Magnum T.A., this just shows you what kind of loyalty this young man's made of. Belly-to-belly play. Magnum T.A. is just really... There's Crusher Darso Darceau. Darso's just come in from behind on T.A. Darso's scheduled to wrestle T.A. next in the television tournament match. So he just rammed T.A.'s head into that steel post. Magnum T.A.'s down, wrestling two is down. Magnum T.A. came and tried to save his partner after his partner still humiliated him and slapped his face here on TV. And look what Magnum T.A. got for it.
5: Action here on Mid-South Wrestling and Real have more coming up after this one. is out of control. They're going to have to restore some order right now. Here comes the troops
4: certainly if he was the type of individual that you had accused him of being and after all that you had done to him he could have well ignored what was happening to you when you took a nobody and tried to accomplish what you and TA have had a hard enough time doing as the champions defeat the midnight express but yet still when you came to got in trouble this man came to your aid which eventually cost him possibly advancing in the television tournament. Let's watch the closing moments of that match. Young man who we've watched develop here. The crowd is with him so much that he just proved beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know, he's laid down his body for his brother, so to speak. Wrestling too closely watching the matches, coaches watching the match. Maybe two has finally awakened. Maybe two has realized what a fool he's made of himself and maybe he's out there to cheer TA on because Ta and Darso are both down. Referee count Carl Fergie counting Darso to his feet. Nice counting Ta. Lesson two, watching closely. Darso picks him up in that awesome, devastating hold he's got, where his shoulders are underneath the ribcage, cage, forcing the air out of the lungs. Two's call the referee over. Two's call the referee over. Two's call the referee over. Ta has not capitulated. Crusher D'Arso's got Magnum T.A. up. I don't understand what's going on out here. T.A. has just come out. T.A. has just come out. <coughs> two threw in the towel. Two threw in the towel. Magnum T.A.'s got D'Arso pinned. The referee doesn't know it.
1: Two thrown in the towel. Two. He's given the match to D'Arso. He gave the match to D'Arso. It looked like two threw in the towel as his coach. He's doing the towel, capitulating the match. Magnum TA,
4: Magnum TA, Khrushchev, Darzo, whatever you want. Had he been TA, can't believe what's happened. He showed the guts and courage. Again, like I say, although badly lacerated, still wearing the butterfly bandages for the tremendous cut he received coming to your aid, yet he still went out. He didn't back down. He went out and took on Crusher Darzo, Crusher Khrushchev, whatever you want to call him, a very formidable, tough rough opponent in the tv tournament rather than forfeit he went out there and carried the battle to him and i thought maybe you'd come to your senses and you came out and looked like you'd resumed the role of coach and yet when he got into that formidable hold i could not understand you were calling the referee over he was fighting the hold and he came out of the hold and had crusher khrushchev pinned and you threw the towel in again i ask you
1: with him present why did you throw the towel in? bill this man was bleeding he was in trouble, he was getting the devil beat out of him. Let's face it. He was down for the count. He was upside down, screaming, I quit, I quit, I quit! I can't stand no more, wait, 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 You're saying that he was saying that he quit? I've never heard this man quit. You heard what I said. I said, he said he quit. He said I quit. That's what I called a referee over there for. That's why I threw the towel in. I didn't want him to embarrass us any further. We are supposed to be the tag team champions. I don't want any embarrassment. So I threw the towel in to he wouldn't have to embarrass myself by quitting. So you
4: are now saying, and this is different than your story last week when I asked you, you're now saying that he submitted and gave up in that hole. That's what I said, isn't it? And you threw the talent. That's for that why reason. I
1: threw the talent. Coach, what in the world is wrong with you? You of all people know that I'm no quitter. I wasn't a quitter when I met you. That was a characteristic of me that you thought you could make me a champion. Out of all the hard work, all the hours of training you had me, and I never quit. And in that ring with Darso, I didn't quit. You know I didn't quit. And you know what? I know why you did what you did. Because you were jealous. You were afraid that I was gonna come out on top of that tournament and do something that you weren't gonna have the opportunity to do. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. All that aside, you and I are the champions. I'm going to put all that aside because we owe something to ourselves as the champions. We owe something to all those people out there that we represent. And I want to go on as champions and remain that way. Let me tell you something, T.A. I told you once, I told you again. I picked you up from the garbage and made you a man. But you're a gutless man. You got no gut. You see, I've embarrassed you. I've slapped your face not once, but three times i have put a challenge to you and you turned your back on me because you haven't got the guts and matter of fact you know the embarrassment no one can be embarrassed any more than but being slapped. and matter of fact i think i'll slap you again hey let me tell you something i've turned the other cheek i can see i can talk to i'm blue in the face it ain't gonna do no good well let's get it (laughs) off
0: wild angle to get matty T A over and also got to get uh, mr wrestling 2 over really fun stuff from mid-south wrestling during that time now let's hear from the man himself uh let's hear from mr wrestling 2 being interviewed by bill after uh interesting conversation between the two bill after has been around wrestling for a long time part of the after magazines that i read as a kid and uh still Talk about wrestling today um, on social media and on his um, platforms on YouTube let's go back and go to an interview some time ago where Bill Aptor, who was very close with Miss Wrestling 2 these two had a conversation
6: first of all it's such a thrill for you to get this award oh, yeah. you are indeed a legend and uh, one of the a credit to the pro wrestling business
7: well you know What makes these things happen is because you get out and you do what you feel in your heart.
6: Yeah.
7: And you do your best to be the best. There's a lot of wrestlers throughout the country that I've had to go against. And let me tell you something. They're all different. Every single one of them. You think you got it made? Shit, that's a joke. You you think that guy's going to go to the left? He goes to the right. You think he's gonna go for the leg? He gets hold of your head, knocks it off. It's it's a uh, it's a really a, a a treat to me. It was yeah because it was a challenge. No matter who you went against, Dory Funk, Terry Funk, uh, Jack Briscoe, these guys were great. And I admired every one of them. Well, and and mutual mutually they admired you. Well, the fact of it is, is that we, we wrestled. We all went through the ranks. And so, therefore, when we got in the ring, we knew what it was all about. We get some wrestlers that go in there. They couldn't pick toenails out of their hands. I won't go any further than that. What? what? But nevertheless, it's a fact. And unfortunately, we have fe- uh, the fellows that that uh,
6: do a hell of a lot of talking, but very little proven. High button. Okay. What the mask? Mr. Wrestling number two, uh, so revered in the business. What did it mean to you? Because that changed your whole career around from Rubberman, Johnny Walker, to the mask Grappler, and then Mr. Wrestling number two? Well, the, 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 the thing of it is, I knew that I was going to
7: be tagged up with another wrestler. That made my day. Tim Woods, fine athlete, great athlete. And he was a Masked Man in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And the promoters over there wrote me a letter and got me on the phone. And I was, at that time, semi-retired. I owned a service station, pumping Gas. Yeah, I remember that. And, and uh, I enjoyed myself. But the fact of it is is that they gave me uh, an opportunity to get back into the ring with someone that I admired because he had his credentials spoke for himself yeah. you know it was great so uh i said yeah i'll go for it but they said well there's only one
6: tie back i said what's that you gotta wear a mask <laughs> i said "Oh, not be to jesus i gotta wear a mask now he was already masked under the name of mr wrestling
7: correct that's correct right. he was uh he was in in atlanta georgia and they wanted a, a tag team that wouldn't People, uh, the, uh, the fans would not ever forget. So, in that respect, I thought, well, that that would be something I'd really love to do because uh, two wrestlers going tag team match against uh, God knows who. Guys like the uh, Assassins. Assassins. Or, uh, the the um, oh, well, I, I can't even think. Oh, of the Freebirds. Oh. There were so many of them. Oh God, you know, but that's okay. That gave us a chance to prove our point. That being a good guy
6: pays off. Don't think it don't. There you go. And then you became a single wrestler, as Mr. Wrestling Number Two. Tim Woods gave you the uh, the name to use, and you came up with that great. If, would you mind panning down here? That well, let me let me just say to knee, one, pa- knee power. Yeah. Wasn't. Let, let me say something before
7: you get down to that. Oh. The only reason that Timmy and I uh, split was that first of all he had a bad car. Uh, uh, plane crash and he got injured which kind of got him out of the the, uh, limelight excuse me Um, and so therefore he he had to he had to get away for a while but uh, he came back we had a a couple of matches together and he had trouble with uh, one of his knees so he quit I went on and did my best Yeah. had my ups and downs right but come one come all yeah, I didn't care I felt
6: like I was gonna I was gonna make it or break it one way or the other it was that knee though that that yeah. proved to be the thing that the fans picked up on that knee power well you know that, that first thing uh, uh, the first thing that, that, that by Bill Watts in
7: Louisiana he says to me is that for real I said what do you mean is that for real you want to bend down and find out? He said, no. How about proving it to me? I said, okay, well, let's see. The best way I can prove it to you is go out and get yourself a, 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 a bag, a burlap bag of uh, rice. Okay, go ahead. And he says, well, what, what do you want to do with that? I said, well, you go get it. I'll show you. So he went and got it. And I said, you go, go get two guys standing over there and have one, one on one end and one on the other. Well, I said, okay, then what are you gonna do? Well, I'll come running, shotting down the, the little runway here, and I'll split it. He says, you ribbing me? I said, no, I'm for real. And if you find anyone that can do that, uh, then therefore they, I'll give take my mask off and give it to him. Well, he couldn't find anyone to do it. And I proved it to him. I went down and I, I split the thing. Uh, and the rice went flying everywhere so well yeah well. the proof is in a pudding but we joined this match in progress and rick stewart we talk about
5: the promoters bob geigel and all the good folks here in the midwest bringing in some of the top talent around and i think in wrestling too and nature boy rick flair you have two of the best at their particular craft and hats off to them for putting this kind of match on television you're responding the people write letters and they make telephone calls and we appreciate their comments and this match is a result of that. The, the, the special significance of this match, not only is it a, a sold out auditorium, a match between two of the greats in pro wrestling, but the winner of this match between two and Flair gets a World's Heavyweight Championship match the next time the World's title is defended in Kansas City. Both of these wrestlers want a shot at Harley Race's world title. Coming up next week on All-Star Wrestling, we will get a look at Harley Race as he defends his world title against Ted DiBiase. Look at that wrestling too, and that million-dollar knee lift, and the crowd going berserk. That's what they came to see. And he's got the former World's Heavyweight Champion literally begging for mercy in the corner. Unbelievable flair i never thought i'd see it he is begging wrestling two for mercy what and he is in trouble next week on tv you'll see king kong bruiser brody paul orndorff Ron ritchie the of the ugandan giant in action plus as you said a world's title match on tv nature boy rick flair he's a former world champion lost the title to highly race Blair. has tried to get it back Set to Wrestling Number Two for the pile Driver. Two locked his legs. A high backdrop on Ric Flair, and both men are starting to show the strain of this match at this point. You have two veritable superstars, and Ric Flair goes to one knee. He has taken quite a beating. Flair, that arrogant howl, steps back, sets his man for the elbow smash. He hooks the far leg. You count on two, but he came real close. And Ric Flair desperately wants another shot at highly Race. You only get so many shots in a career. He realizes a win here on All-Star Wrestling could catapult him to another World's Heavyweight Wrestling title. The count is two. Dropping that 240 pounds down on the forehead. Mr. Wrestling Number 2. 2 has come as close as any man to being the first masked wrestler ever to win the world's title. Against Harley Race in the early 1970s in Atlanta, he almost took the title. Several champions, including Ric Flair, have come very, very close to losing that 10 pounds of gold to this masked man. You know, Ric Flair, many people said that he was getting a bit fat, that maybe the lifestyle of being a world champion caught up with him. Well, he went back to the gym, he has been in the gym on a regular basis, but look at this. Here comes Wrestling 2. Back out is 1. 2. Back five oh, from almost. 2, and we almost saw winner in the open. Oh, 2. A short, chopping knee lift to the, to the face of nature boy Ric Flair. And Flair, his eyes are crossed. And he's in trouble inside that ring. Two's not running him up for a minute, though. But here comes Ric Flair right back. These are two men who are wrestling like desperate people shot at Harley Race. Who will get it? And the crowd beating up the champ 2-2. And two two unloads on the nature boy driving Rick Flair to the canvas and Rick Flair is hurt. Wait a minute. Flair dragging wrestling to after and outside the ring. Head first into that ring post and that is a steel ring post. There is no canvas, no covering
0: Ah, uh, YouTube. <laughs> the uh, matchup between uh, Rick Flair and Mr. Wrestling Two from Central States Wrestling in Kansas City. That matchup is on YouTube.com. But just wanted to give you a little bit of a taste of uh, the commentary on Wrestling Two and how uh, important he was in uh, places across the country. Uh, so interesting matchup. This is a time. That's a rare match. That's Flair without the championship. So that had to be in the early 1980s for Ric Flair and Mr. Wrestling 2. Well, I'm glad that you were able to spend some time with us here for our look back at the life of Mr. Wrestling 2. As we leave you on this podcast, I'd like to remind you to check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, every Tuesday night at 930 on ESPN 1000 as well. As uh, checking out the the podcast, there might be episodes that you might have missed from Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday wherever you download your podcast. Subscribe, and that way you never miss an episode. So thanks for listening to our special edition of TWT as we look back at the life of Mr. Wrestling 2, one of the great masked wrestlers of all time. Uh, as we go, we'll hear one of the classic interviews from Mr. Wrestling 2 as he talks to Gordon Soley, who was always around for World Championship Wrestling, Georgia, Florida. In this case, this is Georgia Championship Wrestling as Mr. Wrestling 2 talks to Gordon Soley back in 1980. I wanna
1: say a phenomenal feature. Well, Gordon, I've known for years, and I'm sure you have, as long as you've been around wrestling, there's a counter for everything. And there's a counter for that hole. I've got a couple of them now I worked out. I realize you star is more protected on that hole than this other fellow is. But nevertheless, there's a counter for everything. You're talking about counters. I'll tell
8: you what, let's do. Let's take a look at that situation just as it occurred just a moment ago. Let's take a look, shall we? Fulton's gone for a cobra hold. Charlie Fulton is gone for a cobra hole. I Could be a lot of problems now for wrestling, too. Wrestling two fighting in as Charlie Fulton continues to apply that, and the superstar watching this very carefully. The superstar encouraging Charlie Fulton, and that may be where Fulton gained that knowledge. Wrestling two in trouble, consciousness may be fading here. Charlie Fulton keeping that pressure on. Wrestling two, there the superstar still cheering him on, and it is uh. Wrestling 2 still caught in that Cobra hole trying to break free. Wrestling 2 has Charlie Fulton up. Into a backbreaker, he's broken the Cobra. Wrestling 2 has broken the Cobra hole. to that tremendous high knee lift. Wrestling 2 a lateral press into the fifth. tomorrow night in the Omni in Atlanta match time 7.30 you and the Superstar a shackle match and
1: the Georgia tag uh, heavyweight championship on the line that's exactly right and I'm coming after him with everything I've got the man knows he knows what to expect from me and I know what to expect from him Superstar you're going to have to do your very best because I can guarantee you I'm going to do mine as I told everyone I'm coming after you you don't have to bring it to me. I'm going to bring it to you. It's a shackle match where I've got both hands
6: free to do whatever I want with them. And Butcher, you can believe one thing. I'm going to do it.